0: Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Denise M. Walker, author, speaker, minister, and founder of Hope in Christ Ministries, where we continue to walk healthy and we are overcomers, we have purpose, And we maintain our eternal perspective because we trust in Christ and walk in relationship with him. Now let's begin with a word of prayer and we will continue with Psalm 91 as our devotional. Father, we thank you, O God, once again for your platform, for your grace, your mercy, O God, that is made new every morning, Father. I pray, Father God, that we, as we uh, continue to break apart Psalm 91, we will know and trust, O God, that as we take refuge, that we can trust that you are the Almighty, the only true and living God that can protect us, keep us from every harm and danger in Jesus' name name. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome to today's show. Again, today we'll be talking about Psalm 91. We'll continue with Psalm 91. And the last time um, we address Psalm 91, verses 8 through 9, and this time we're going to be talking about Psalm 91, verses 10 through 13, so we're almost done. Um, It is very important that we understand this particular psalm because it talks about God's protection and what more, um, now more than ever, do we need such word from God that shows that no matter what, God will protect us, He can keep us, but is a, there's a prerequisite to it. We have to walk and take refuge and walk in intimacy and in relationship with Him. Okay? So we're going to look at um, this song and the verses of this song, and we will. Of course, break it apart, using strategies, as we always do, and how to understand what is God saying to us in verses 10 through 13. So, of course, I'm going to piggyback on 8 and 9, and then we'll go into 10 and 13. So it's, it reads, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Now, there were a few words here that we heard over and over and over and over again. And as we listen, again, we're in verses 10 through 13. I just kind of piggyback because it. It references the wicked, um, which we'll be talking about in these verses. But in 10 through 13, we continue to hear the word shall, um, no, no evil shall, nor shall any plague, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all, so we have some definite terms that are used in these particular scriptures. We have shall, we have all, Um, in verse 12 we have shall once again, and then in verse 13 we see shall um, again, and um, we see the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. So before we talk about any other key words, um, these words coming from um, a perspective of many years of, of teaching English language arts. When you see these particular words, there's no doubt that should take place when you see these words, shall, um, all. That means that's all-inclusive. And shall means you can bet on it, that it will take place. And so... We need to keep that in mind as we're talking about um, verses 10 through 13. So again, 10 through 13, once again, because it's very important to keep reading it, to get the word of God in our spirit. And also certain parts will stand out again as you read it over and over. So it says again, no evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he who, God, shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Not some of your ways, not a little bit of your ways, but in every single way. Everything that's concerning you, God will keep you in all your ways. In their hands, whose hands? The angels. In their hands they shall bear you up. lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread. There's the word again. Shall tread. Upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Shall. Shall. Talking about... All the evil things. And, and I've also, on a, in another perspective, heard um, where this particular song also relates to Christ, the coming one. Um, but in, 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 what I'm discussing here is how God protects us as well from things that we see and what we don't see and from different dangers. And so um, I just wanted to point that out as well. So our other key words in Psalm 91, um, we have the words evil, we have plague, um, and of course we have lion and cobra. Um, so again, evil, plague, lion and cobra. And then evil is, is, is just what it says, evil. Um, things that may be um, practiced that are evil, evil people just evil um, coming from a spiritual perspective of darkness, okay? Plague is a a sickness, a disease. Um, And then lion and cobra we'll talk about a little bit later because that's some figurative language that's being used. Um, And so there were some promises that we noticed in these particular scriptures. And the promise uh, in this section of the scripture of Psalm 91, um, the promises were... um, as we continue, because remember, the beginning is very important in read and in context. The beginning of Psalm 91 says, he who dwelleth. So the one or the person who dwells, who remains, who stays, who walks in relationship, who walks in intimacy with God, these are the promises that are continued throughout this particular scripture over and over. God is saying what he will do as we obey and as we walk with him. And so these are some more promises. So as we continue to dwell in the secret place, intimacy and relationship, we are promised protection from evil and disease and sickness. So all manners of evil we are protected from. As we continue as we continue, so what does that mean? Because a lot of people say, "Well, you know, some people still die. Um, innocent people die. Missionaries and different people may die over in other um, of other countries because of war and things like that." But if we think of it on a spiritual level, we notice that um, even that, even though those missionaries are dwelling. Um, and and yes, it may, something physically may happen to them. God is still our protector and God, even if they die, they're still, um, dying with God. They're, they're going to immediately be in God's presence. And so, yes, we have evil all around us. And sometimes, you know, evil may, um, for whatever reason may prevail, um, in certain things. When, um, but we know that those that are in Christ, as soon as they die, they're in the presence of God. And now, but God can—he's he, all powerful. He can protect us. He can protect us. So, I just wanted to point that out. And so, the supernatural protection um, in relationship that we have with Christ um, and God through Christ Jesus. They're supernatural because he said he'll give his angels charge over us. Now, that part, I just wanted to pause for a minute put a pin right there because some people don't believe in the supernatural, don't believe that there are angels and demons. But if we pay close attention the people's reactions and people's responses, sometimes you can see a manifestation of a demonic spirit and also – um, you can see miracles take place where you knew what was an angel of God involved um and, and God is sovereign, so we don't know why he does one way and, and not another, so we don't we don't um get into that, but we know that god remember I always say on my podcast, remember God's character, and the word of God said God is love.' in the story. We live in wickedness, we live in a world that's fallen, but we remember that God is love. So even if something does again take place, we don't lose because we're in Christ. You know, and so we have to think on those things and, and, and pay attention to those things. But I wanted to pause for a moment and, and talk about the supernatural because I personally I personally um Long, even um, times before I got saved, I um, encountered supernatural things. Um, When I was younger, I encountered, I remember seeing demonic spirits. Um, I could hear them. And so God gives us gifting in those areas where you can, you know, he'll allow you to see it, um, Evil is real. Satan is real. Um, I just remember several times and not to, you know, spook anybody, but um several times even um I, I was visiting a particular church that I thought was a church, like Christian church, but um God allowed me to see a vision of the um pastor and his his face in the vision went from evil to back to his human face. And so we just have to be um I'm um, aware and, and many of us have those gifts. And so we pray and ask God to give us discernment and, and um where we go and pray for people and, you know, just be on alert. Um that's that's a gift from God um to pay attention to things. But the one I wanted to talk about briefly is the is the angels. The angels. Um because sometimes God will You can't see the angels, but sometimes God will allow you um, to see angels. And so there were, I've had several encounters with angels and I knew it was, it was supernatural and I knew it was God because I knew they were from God because there was a peace that surrounded them. It was, it was so beautiful um and there was no no you know the difference um with darkness and, and, and things from God because there's a, there's a there's a difference in the atmosphere and so i remember when my father was sick and um i was having to because um i had been back and forth um to my hometown and to see about my dad and um you know visiting and I couldn't pull my son out of school again because, um, you know, here where we live, there is, um, you know, a limit of of five days and then you have to have all these notes that you have to bring in. And so um, my husband remained at home working and everything with our son, um, but I had to travel to another state, um, to our home state. And um, while I was on my way traveling, um, just so that, because this reminds me of Psalm 91 and this portion of it, him giving his char- His angels charge over you. I, again, having a, um, a gifting of visions at times, I God will show me things. Um, I was driving down the road and driving down the highway and I immediately, it was like, Kind of twofold, like I could still see him traveling down the highway, but I also saw a vision. And in the vision, I saw this humongous angel. And the Bible speaks of them as archangels, or um, like Michael, I believe his name is in the Bible. Um, but I saw this humongous angel. And The angel in my vision was moving cars out of my way. And it was almost like keeping me. I could see in the vision. It was keeping me from accident and from harm. This angel. But it was so amazing that I. I mean, what I was seeing. Um. So that was one encounter with angels. Another encounter with angels. Just so that we know that God sometimes will allow us to see angels. Um. And and not. Um. A lot of times we can't see them. We we can. I I can. There were times. That I can feel them there. I can feel them surrounding me, um, because it's just something. It's just a peace that comes upon us, um, upon me. And 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 you know, if you've ever encountered an angel, but there was a, a, another time at church. Um, I was at church and I was at Bible study, and my pastor, um, he was. He was praying up front, and he told us to stand up. And um, there was another lady that wasn't directly in the seat next to me, but she was um, the seat, um, the next seat over. And so, um, my pastor was praying, and all of a sudden, I felt something bump my shoulder. And when I felt that that bump, that little light bump on my shoulder, again, it was a beautiful the, the feeling, the presence was um, beautiful and, and and very comforting. I looked up, and I looked to my right, and when I looked to my right, I saw an angel. Um, but he had a form, and I say he because it looked like a man, um, but I didn't see his face. He, his back was turned to me, and he had a white, beautiful white robe on, and I looked, and I was amazed. I was like, "Whoa!" And as soon as I kind of, you know, wondering did anybody else see this angel, he he left. He left. And I remember when I was telling my pastor about this, his son was like, "Whoa, whoa, Mister Nice, where did you see the angel? I saw an angel, but he saw not." An angel as i my the angel I saw was as a person. He saw spirit, the angel a spirit angel. And so, um he said, Well Mr Denise, I saw the angel on the stage while the praise team was singing, the angel was dancing in between the mics. And so I was like, Whoa, we were all looking because we had encountered, as Psalm 91 says, he will give his angels charge over you. And so those are just a few instances where I had encounters with angels. And so just so that, you know, you understand, and, and those that are listening out there that are maybe agnostic or atheist, you know, um. Many people have encountered angels. And so you have to ask yourself, is that something made up? Are we all crazy? Or maybe God is real, and he is. And so um, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there because I know that there's nothing wrong with me, except that I'm redeemed, and that's not wrong, that I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and I know that he's real. and, And if we would just simply ask him to reveal himself, to, to speak. He still speaks. He didn't just speak to Abraham and, and Moses and, the, and, and Noah in the Bible. I'm just speaking from the Old Testament. He didn't just speak to them. God still speaks today. He still speaks today. So, um, you know, we just have to trust him. What, and I, and I'm speaking again to those that may, Possibly click to listen. It may be agnostic or atheist. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose to ask God, the living God, the one who created you, whether you accept it or not, to show you him so many times? There were times I didn't ask God to show me, but I saw, I saw these visions. I saw and encountered these angels. I encountered um, from a young girl. I saw demonic spirits. That was that's a gift, a spiritual gift that um, one of the spiritual giftings that I have. Sometimes when I'm in the midst of somebody that may not very be, you know, that may have some spiritual things going on on the inside of them. I can feel it. I can tell. Um, and so I just wanted to to just um, kind of veer off to focus in on that so that, you know, that's one other proof that God is who he says he is. As he says in, in Psalm 91, I will. He will give his angels charge over you. Okay? And so then we go on to... Um, Again, the angels, but also the angels protecting us from evil and disease and, and sickness. And um, and there have been sometimes doctors can't explain how something happened because it was God. It was God um, intervening. Um So that's the supernatural. That's the supernatural. As um, I listened to um, uh, televangelist Sid Roth, and he says it's supernatural, and it it truly is. Um, And so then we get to the figurative language part um, where we talk about you shall tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Now I found this part interesting because I love when I teach figurative language and I, I like to give them give my students the literal um meaning and then we talk about why. Why did God or why did the writer or the author or whoever wrote it why when we're talking about literary text in the classroom, why why would they add that? What's the purpose? So we know that figurative language is to enhance writing, is to kind of get the meaning, go into the meaning a little bit deeper. Um, It is to make it more colorful, but it's also to give you a deeper meaning of the particular text. So you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot, talking about the one who got text the one who is dwelling in the secret place, the one who is walking in intimacy and relationship with God. These are the things, these are the promises that you have. Um, and so I looked up lions and cobras. Now, I, I struggle with cobras because I do not like snakes at all. And so when I looked it up, I noticed that the lions and it is even, and then he said the lion, but then he said, "The young lion shall you trample or shall you trample under foot? So the young lion, and then he talks about the lion, and then the young lion, okay, shall you trample under foot so I was looking up lion, and 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 even with the young lion, um, they're all fierce. They're very fierce and deadly, um, and um, the roar alone will will, will scare you. But um, the, the fierceness of them, the and, and and then the cobra, the cobra we know is a venomous um, snake, um, deadly snake, um, one that can stand high enough off the ground to look you in your eye before it kills you. And so that's the literal meaning, literal sense of the lion and the cobra. And so we know that the reason for using that particular, um, those particular animals is because of the uh, region, first of all, they were in. And, um, they would be familiar with lions and cobras um but not only that, but also that they represented that they would they could devour they could the lions can devour um and the the cobras you know twist or um they the the way they kill you um instant you know, and so they represent. In, in in a sense they just break it down they represent those that are wicked, those that are wicked people that or people that would come against you so much to destroy you um, to destroy you and God said they won't touch you. God said that even in the most evil Person, the most evil situation you will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. And I'm going to piggyback on, you know, the other perspective where the prophecy of Christ, the coming one. Of course, he already did that. He did that. He 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 definitely, um, and by his power we in him can do the same in his power, not, um, um, you know, we're talking in the spiritual sense where people are wicked and evil, he can protect us and we can tread upon, we can, we don't have to fear. We can, we know that in his power we can do anything. And so, um, And so I just wanted to share my thoughts on um, Psalm 91, verses 10 through 13, um, because, again, it just really made me think about myself and the times, um, you know, just different times that I encountered angels and different times that I know for a fact that God protected me. Um, God protected me from evil. Um, I believe Satan is real. You know, we can't we can't say we don't believe that Satan is real, but we believe God is real. You know, there's uh just like in in the natural sense of God, the way God created the universe. There's a, a positive and a the negative. There's a you know the opposite. And so um if there's good and there's God, there's evil. Um because how would we know the difference otherwise? And so we just want to keep that in mind. You know, just simple kind of just think about stuff in a simple way. Um, how would we know the difference if there was not an opposite? Um, if there, if Satan wasn't, you know, real. And so, you know, just think about the different things. And, and I just want you to take, you know, some time after even listening and think about times that you probably recognize that God protected you and that, that you had a spiritual encounter. Um, that you know, with angels protecting you, and um, there are so many, so many, so many times um, when I was carrying my son, I remember God. You know, um, there was a protection that I knew had happened because it couldn't have been. Any other way, you know, than something supernatural happening because of the way it happened. And so, you know, pay attention to those things. And um, if you don't, if you're not dwelling in the secret place, or if you need to get deeper in the secret place with God and walking in a relationship, um, get there. I admonish I you to get there because I promise you, His love, oh, His peace, his joy, his protection is real. He loves us. Um, We, meaning humanity, have gotten away from the source, which is God, the one who created us. God didn't move. We did. And so we have to get back to him. And I just wanted to end with that, and then we can go ahead and pray out. Father, I thank you for your word today, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have it changed you said I'm the same today yesterday and forevermore you said I am that I am you said before Abraham was I am so you have always existed God and you created us for family Lord you created us in your image in your likeness um, with your love God but you never left you never moved. It was us, God. So I "What God that through these, that the word, your word, God, that we would draw near, draw back to you, God, the living one, the one that gives us life, the one that gave us life, the one that formed us. You said, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, and I called you. Father, let us understand that you placed us here for a reason. You have purpose inside of us and at and, and, The overall picture, God, is at the end of the world called life that we will see you face to face. Father, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Have a blessed, blessed week and continue... To hope in Christ and find your true identity in him.